Hello everyone and welcome to Video Gamer Podcast number 457. I'm your host Josh Wise, joined as ever uh, by the man in the hot seat, Richmond Walker. Hello. Mm. Hello, you alright? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. I've got um, cappuccino today. Nothing oh, special, yeah. nothing fancy, just, you know, the little in the little sachets. I was going to say, sounds like a, a sachet jobber. Yeah. Oh, did you sort yeah. of know? Spiritually, yeah, I sort of you instinctively knew. sort of knew <laughs> that you'd be rocking a sachet. Kenko? <laughs> little Kenko, was it? Um, oh, bollocks, I've not got the box in here. Oh. I'd love to be able to confirm. No! Uh... I will confirm that in some sort of short break, and, and <laughs> right, uh, you might be right. I think it might be a Kenko well, jobber. Yeah. You've hooked them already. <laughs> I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're going to be on the edge yeah. of their seats well, what, this week. What sachet is it? I well, need to know. What's he gone for? Yeah. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good yeah. enough. No, it'd be good. Good cliffhanging. Good cliffhanging. Smart Top money's work. on Kenko for me. That the <laughs> classic sachet cappuccinos. Those. <laughs> they are good, but these are the sort of wider ones that cause oh, right. quite a, 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 a sort of frothy top. To the to the cappuccino, not it's quite of, good. Uh, not tubular. In no, nature. it's not tubular bells. It's no. um, it's kind not of my Oldfield cappuccino. <laughs> it's, it's not Oldfield's preferred no. brand. No, it's a kind of wider sachet. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I'm I'm enjoying life, man. I'm li- I'm living uh, to I'm, the I'm max. Living, living well these these last <laughs> these last few days. Well, yeah. Uh, you're, you know, you're obviously paying you too much, yeah. If you can afford uh, <laughs> cappuccino sachets. <laughs> I think, yeah, it might have been. I think it might have been about two quid or something. But yeah, uh, yeah. I was, Luxurious. I was, because I, I was, I had my bug last week, didn't I? I had my nasty, oh, yeah, you did. nasty stomach. And um, did you still record with illness, or was this post pod? <laughs> yeah, no, I did record the. So like Tuesday was the day when it was just like, absolutely oh yeah. The you worst. sounded you sounded under the weather, didn't you? It, no yeah. one, no one seemed to point that out though. Well, it's because we it's quite it? no. Well, so because we pushed it to Wednesday, if you remember. Yeah, I do. So, so like, and but and on Wednesday, Wednesday was like phase two of the of the illness. <laughs> right. So it wasn't as bad as it was so, on Tuesday. It wasn't as bad. Like Monday night was like, oh my god, what's going on? And then mm-hmm. like did like just did not sleep Monday. I like, just kept getting up in the night. Tuesday was just like you have to be horizontal all day. Right. Like I actually couldn't have. Wednesday and Thursday still shit, but recorded the podcast. Um, yeah. Because I thought this will cheer my spirits, you know, talking to Richmond, getting up to date with video games. It's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then. And, and lo and behold, you were cured instantly. <laughs> I was cured instantly. Well, I was, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was on the mend at that point. That's what the record was. I was, I was officially on the mend after doing the yeah. pod. And then I think I was properly, like, Sunday was the first day. Yeah. Where I was like, I'm fully back to just normal good. health now. Doesn't that and feel so, good as well? Oh, Isn't that great? mate. Well, hence Nothing the cappuccinos. That that's, oh, what, that's, what, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. This is why I'm Celebratory cappuccino. Frothing. You're frothing with energy. <laughs> I'm frothing with energy. Yeah. It's great. And I went for a walk and I was like, oh my God, just like being upright is just just terrific. It's um, <laughs> good, isn't it? We take it for walk. granted sometimes. I know, I know, mm. you really do. Like, just health, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I've got yeah. something stupid to confess as well, Josh. Shall I tease that for later, or should we, should we go get into it I'll now? tell you what, well, tease the nature of it, but don't give it away, if you know All right. what I mean. Well, it's What's... eBay-related. Oh, no, I've got to it's have it. It's stupid. <laughs> Elise doesn't approve. 
<laughs> well, when does yeah, but you 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 often fall afoul of of, of Elise's watchful gaze when it comes to eBay. I mean, well, I ran this by her first, and I sort of made my case for it, and she was like, "Well, <laughs> go on then." <laughs> what is it? Go on, give it to me. I got to know. I have. It's to a know. boxed Sega Saturn. Oh wow! And what I've realised is. Uh, it doesn't come with any games. I don't have Brilliant. any games. I haven't Brilliant. bought any games. Brilliant. So when I get it, I'm like, well, what am I going to do with it then? <laughs> well, you could st- you could stare at it. <laughs> I can look at it and go, oh, that's nice, isn't it? Oh, that's lovely, that. It looks in really good nick, and I feel like I got a good price on it. Because I got excited about the Sega Saturn. It's the only sort of Sega home console I don't own. Um, yeah. When I went into CEX Harlow, and in their window they had one unboxed, just the sort of unit with nothing. It's quite handsome, was, isn't it? It is, yeah. And I was like, oh man, I've always sort of want, wanted a Sega Saturn. Mm. Look to the price tag, <clears throat> 110 quid. I'm choking. <laughs> at the He's choking even on air, having to <clears throat> yeah. count the price. 100, 110 quid. I'm like, hold on, it doesn't come with anything. <laughs> It's 110 quid. Why is that it so expensive? Is, that's mad so, money, that. <laughs> so when I saw a boxed one with all the wires for 140 on eBay, Ooh. I was like, well, yeah. Well, yeah. No-brainer. <laughs> it's a no-brainer. And it's not yeah. like some tatty old box. It's in pretty good condition. Is it actually? With all the inserts. That, that SNES you got was, uh, was in yeah. lovely condition, that. Was it as good as that? Similarly, yeah, along along similar lines. Oh, that's that's pretty cool. You know, the Saturn yeah. to me is always this kind of mythical beast. It's like, yeah. obviously, the Mega Drive's just big time. Everyone loves a bit of the Mega Drive. Um, but the PlayStation uh, just blew Saturn out of the water, didn't it? It, it did. Sort of... It made it look a bit daft. But the thing yeah. is that the Saturn was is still cool. Like, I don't mind those mm. kind of underdog con. Like, I, I I wouldn't fall for them out of necessity there's there's a kind of romance especially to Sega hardware isn't it like a yeah. lot of people love the Dreamcast it was a sort of this great failure console but it but it sort of dared to dared to dream as as fits its name you know well, but the Saturn's the Saturn, kind of exciting for me because I don't think I've ever actually played one I don't think I have man because you know as you say it's like it was the original Dreamcast it's like the Dreamcast yeah. got blown away by the PS2 but the Saturn got blown mm. and actually I think, no, I don't want to, I might be wrong about this, and if there's people listening that know, fair enough, I have a suspicion that mm-hmm. the original Tomb Raider might have ran slightly better on Saturn oh, really? than, it, than it did on PS1. Now, don't quote me, I remember the story goes one way or the other way, it could be that actually, no, it ran slightly better on PlayStation, but I remember looking into this and being pleasantly surprised and watching videos of it playing on the Saturn, and I was like that's actually just really good, like the Saturn was quite hot stuff, you know Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for that purchase, I'm excited for you I well, want to know what games you're going to get Well this is it, I was about to say, I'm, I'm putting a shout out really to our excellent community of listeners because I want game yeah. suggestions. What are the essential Saturn-only games? Ones yeah. preferably that I can't sort of buy digitally elsewhere. Like, if someone yeah. comes at me with Daytona, I'm going to be like, well, no, because I can get that on my Xbox. <laughs> yeah. In HD, with achievements and all that. Nah. Yeah. I want yeah. stuff that's stranded on the Saturn. Little curios. Yeah. like Something like X-Men Children of the Atom. I'm kind of yeah. eyeing that up at the moment. Might get sounds that. Like, yeah. Sounds like that might be purchase number one. Yeah, I think so. Well, it's sort of an arcade perfect, uh, you know, port. Looks tasty. tasty. I do yeah. like a 2D Capcom fighting game. Yes. Um, yes. Is it Capcom, though, actually? I feel like it's Capcom. 
I would think it would be. But I, uh, but I maybe doubts want now. <laughs> mm, I might want to say that, obviously, because of Marvel versus Capcom. But actually, yeah. I don't know. It might not be. Uh, I don't know <laughs> either. But it looks like it could be. Um, What's the controller like on the Saturn? Um, well, the one I've got is a, a Mark II console, so they kind of um, streamlined it a bit. It's kind of like a Mega Drive controller, but with six buttons. It's like a six-button huh. Mega Drive controller. Like sort a six-button Mega Drive controller, yeah. I don't know that it has analogue sticks, you know. No, I don't believe it did. That's one thing I remember hearing That's about the Saturn. I mean, strange. I guess you could say you don't really need them. Like, even the PS1, no. it was it only got the, the sort of yeah. analogue stick towards the towards the end of its of its life, right, with the Dual yeah. Shock. Yeah, well, and they kind not- of released it in tandem with Gran Turismo, didn't they? It was kind of a... Was it a big thing for Gran Turismo? Because I remember Gran oh. Turismo originally had the sticker on the box saying, works with DualShock. Like it's yeah, a big deal. that's that's right. Yeah, although that may have been in reference to the fact that the... the oh no, the, the buttons... Yeah, it was the PS2 that did the sensitive buttons, wasn't it? Oh wait, you, you oh yeah. And also remember? actually, I'm thinking that it wasn't a DualShock initially. It was just the PlayStation Analog controller. Well, didn't even well that was called vibration. DualShock. It wasn't oh. called a DualShock because it didn't have the vibrate bits. It was just the analog sticks initially. Oh, really? Yeah, I remember that. And they were kind of... I, I think the sticks had sort of a concave um, thing, which is now standard, isn't it? Because they went convex afterwards, didn't they? Oh, I, I always thought the Dual... Because the DualShock I had on PS1, obviously it was called DualShock because mm-hmm. of the rumble. Yeah, I think initially there was a, a version of it that didn't have the rumble. Huh? With different shaped sticks. Well, there you go. Let it mm. let it never be said that we don't delve into the weird corners of history on this podcast. We'll have to I'll have to research that. And uh, I think and, it was and, fairly short lived. I think the Jewel Shock, you know, pretty much made it obsolete quite quickly. Huh. If memory serves, but I'm if sure that was definitely serves. a thing. Yeah, must have had a different yeah. name then if it didn't have vibration. Yeah, I can't remember. Anyway, 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 uh, we've got to talk some video games. We've got some intriguing ones uh, this week, but I'll pop a jingle in uh, and we'll uh, we'll prep ourselves for mad excitement. When you tie your shoes and you do the bit where you make the loop, goes round. Rather than tying double knots on your shoes, just go round twice. Because they never, ever, ever come undone And you can then undo them Just pull, pull, pull at the end of the day Ever, 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 ever come undone This week we've both been playing uh, Lego Star Wars, colon, the Skywalker Saga Although, Dweebs, obviously quick to point out that uh, that, 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 that ain't going to get you the whole way, is it? Because isn't Rey technically a Palpatine? Are you spoiling the end of The Rise of Skywalker <laughs> right now on this podcast? Rise of, uh, yeah. Is that what sort you're doing? Of, sort of. But that movie, that's old, isn't it, now? Do you know what? Replaying that film in the Lego game, I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's not good, is it? I, 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 I seem to remember th- seeing that at the cinema and thinking, eh, that was okay, that wasn't bad. Now, on reflection, oh, it was bad. It, it's not good at all. No, it's not. It's rubbish. It's really not it good. It is rubbish. And like, and this is a really sort of polarising opinion, really, but I just didn't really enjoy The Last Jedi that much. I thought it was quite dull. and Actually, Last Jedi's weird for me. I think I've mentioned it on this very pod, but... Mm. Yeah, at the cinema, I was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> what was that? 
yeah, but I've since yeah. watched it again and I was like that's actually not that bad I think it does in some really scheme. cool st- stuff doesn't it yeah. it's got some really cool like stuff in it which like Rise of Skywalker uh, for me doesn't apart from Palpatine it's well, great to have Palpatine back but yeah. Rise of Skywalker undoes everything The Last Jedi did because like it's a sort of reaction to the fans it's like yeah, although I Last Jedi don't... did all these things and then Rise of Skywalker was like no yeah. Fix all that for you, fans. I can't you rage really... about it, we'll we'll sort it for you. <laughs> but I sort of think it can't work like that when it's Hollywood no. movies. Like I don't know about the turnaround. Like I don't know if it could actually have been a reaction. Because the thing is, well, the last time I, I went down really well, right? It made a shit ton of money. And well, it was polarizing, but it, yeah. It, I don't know. It reviewed well. I mean I initially was like like say, not into yeah. it, but no, me too, me too. In um, retrospect, it's not that bad a Star Wars movie, and Rise of Skywalker, by comparison, mm. is yeah, pretty dreadful. And it's re- what what always felt weirdest to me was that, that like uh, they seem to sort of have this trilogy that they like. Well, they didn't have it like, mapped out, did they? No, it felt like this they were is just sort of winging it. Me. O- on the one hand, I actually like part of me really loves that. I really love the idea that there's a studio that's going. I'm going to give this to a director and I'm going to trust that director. Now, the thing is, is that that, for me, that massively backfired. Um, it, it, yeah. didn't, it didn't, like, when you think of the kind of, like, quality control and, like, and sort of the heavy hand of the producers that seem to run the Marvel universe, um, that kind of thing would be unthinkable, right? Like, they tend to sort of plan mm. everything three or four movies in advance over at, over at Marvel. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I whereas, think a bit of planning here might, wouldn't have gone amiss. A, a little, a little would, bit would have might have actually gone... <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it sort of seems like J.J. Abrams had a had a thing, and he was like, I'm going to do this thing. And they were like, all right, cool, that's that's actually great. Um, but but they hand it over to, to Ryan Johnson, who's a who's a director I really like, by the way. I, yeah. I think Brick was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, Knives Out was fun. Uh, I thought Knives Out was fun. I've got mm-hmm. nothing against Ryan Johnson, but the, no. the idea they just hand it off to him and go, J.J. Uh, Abrams teed this up for you, but actually you can go wherever you want with it and leave yeah. the wrap up to the third guy that comes in. <laughs> Like, which is J.J. Abrams again, as it which, turns out. Which was Colin Trevorrow, who did Jurassic mm. World, but then they gave him the boot to get J.J. Abrams back to sort of right the ship a little bit. Um, well, Really weird, anyway. Yeah. Um, still, but far and away, my favourite is The Force Awakens for me. I think that's the best of one. The of, the one. Of, of, of the new ones. Of the newer ones, I must add yeah. that. Um, yeah. I still think it's it's a, a, a ruddy good movie. Um, mm. But anyway, anyway... Uh, but down in Lego Town, however, yeah, um, people get the chance not just to play the the uh, Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, which I think for for sort of long running Star Wars fans slash uh, Lego Star Wars fans that that, yeah. that will be the big boon, won't it? Because and if you're wondering, you can ride the little alien horses along the edge of the Star Destroyer, yeah, just like in Rise of Skywalker, that brilliant and, uh, scene, uh, yeah. And they're barely alien. They're barely alien. They well, they're out of, in space and they're, they're not wearing helmets or anything. They're just breathing <laughs> fine. Did they add any little tentacles or um, alien distinguishing characteristics or were they just little horses? Little tusks, I think. I think they were horses tusks. with little tusks or something. Brilliant. Brilliant. I mean, just it was, stupid. It was really mental, but whatever. That's the least <laughs> of our worries. Um, yeah. Yeah, but that'll be the draw... For sort of modern trilogy fans, won't it? Because those two things have never been Legoized before. 
No, they haven't. Yeah, it's the first um, time. Force Awakens has, however, which which yes. you quite liked. Um, I did. Yeah, yeah. Got its own game. Out. I was got worried that a one film game would be a bit, you know, meh. But um, yeah, no, they, they pulled that off. I thought it was good. Yeah, they sort of. Um, yes, it's. It, I guess it's. It's quite fragmented, isn't it? The history of the Lego Star Wars thing is quite funny because you have Lego Star Wars, which is the prequel trilogy originally, right? Yeah. And then you have yeah. Lego Star Wars: The Complete saga or whatever it was called i think that, you actually had actually had the original trilogy after that oh then right the complete saga yeah. oh and then the right of course yeah and yeah. then there was like another one that was just looking at clone wars wasn't it it was like lego star yeah. wars the clone wars then there was the lego star wars the force awakens and now there's the complete super duper skywalker thing which I think there are six in total including <laughs> this one i think right. lego star wars two three complete saga that's four i can't remember what yeah. the other one is but yeah Oh yeah. yeah, Force Awakens. Yeah, there you go. And if they're running out of money, <clears throat> what they could do is then like sneakily wait a couple of years and then go Lego Star Wars the the really complete <laughs> saga. And now then, with Rogue One and now Solo. Now with Rogue One and Solo and the and Mandalorian. And Mandalorian in Boba yeah. Fett. Yeah, all yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> And Obi Wan Kenobi, that's coming next. They that's coming up. That that, that's that's the only one I'm excited for. That show, that Obi Wan Kenobi yeah. show. Oof. Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait for that. That's that's the era of Star Wars that I'm fondest of. Um, yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. I'd, uh, Revenge of the Sith is big time for me. I fucking love that film. I, seeing that in the cinema. Oh man, unbelievable. Well, this is in the gap between you know that film yes. and the good trilogy. So I know. I know it's um, it's that exciting time. It's the same time that Jedi Fallen Order was set in. You know that kind of like oh yeah, there you go. After Order sixty six, I think Obi Wan Kenobi is going to be sort of quite a bit like Fallen Order in some ways. Anyway, mm. um, yeah, but this one's <laughs> Will he the have Lego a posture one. Meter? It, it, maybe well he'll have yeah. to because he's the whole thing's Obi Wan's getting old right so perhaps he'll have yeah. a little walking stick and his posture <laughs> will be rubbish. Yeah, yeah, nice. And it'll be like a meter long, and he'll call it his posture meter. That'd be a good nod, wouldn't it? It would be good. Yeah, I don't and think it would be unwieldy either to put that in the script. No, I think that'd be. I think that'd be quite an elegant solution. A nice well, Easter egg, much like a lightsaber. <laughs> much like weapon. a lightsaber, exactly. Yeah, yeah a weapon for a more civilized time. And he just sort mm. of looks at the looks at the camera and just goes, "Hello there." That'd be good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. The uh, Lego uh, Super Collection, it's got voice acting. That's one of the things that's different now. It has. Yeah. Uh, and you've got, got Billy D. Williams and Anthony Daniels. Yeah, reprising their roles. It's never not Anthony Daniels, by the way. He does everything. Yeah, he loves it. It's amazing. He just needs yeah. <laughs> anything with, with C-3PO. He's like, I don't want anyone else coming in and messing it up. I'm doing no, it. too right. I'd be the same. If it were me, I'd be like, no, it's my role. Yeah. Although I it depends how busy you, it depends, <laughs> depends how busy you were, though, right? Well... <laughs> If uh, if you got a big old um, you know calendar, you got Hollywood calling you up, you might think actually I'll leave the uh, leave the video game to someone else. But no, well, Daniel, a, re- a lot of them have, a lot of them have, a lot of them have. Mm-hmm. Um, I, is Daisy Ridley doing it? By the way, because she's I in twelve minutes, she's doing video games. Well, I don't know because the actress whoever that, the, does do Ray's voice, it's yeah. pretty spot on. If it's I not know. Daisy Ridley, yeah. I was trying to find sort of little. Um, Bits of faltering because some of them you can you can be like oh well that's not Harrison Ford although yeah. the Han Solo impression is very good as well I must yeah, say yeah it's pretty it's, it is good stuff and they've got the guys mm. from uh, the Clone Wars TV show to do um, the voice of Obi Wan when he's like yeah. in the prequels which is pretty cool mm-hmm. um, and I think also Qui Gon 
Qui-Gon Jinn. Um, yeah, Although Qui-Gon Jinn, I've, I've got to say, sounds absolutely nothing like Liam Neeson. No, Not it doesn't. even close. <laughs> but yeah. It, it, it doesn't, it's true. <laughs> it sounds like someone doing a Neeson in a, in a funny way. Um, but sort of too gruff and... Not Neeson esque. <laughs> yeah. A little bit, a little bit. Um but yeah, so the, the the new points are now they have voice acting and also a dynamic three D camera which is over the shoulder and you know, you can move it about. Uh, they did have is... voice acting in Force Awakens, by the way. And I think oh, okay. they did rope everyone in as well. I think Oh really? I think they all pretty much lent their voices, yeah. And oh okay. Even, I think they even got Harrison Ford, which is mad. That's great. That's yeah. mental. I didn't know that. But well, yeah, all right. yeah. well now they've got voice acting for all of them retroactively. Um, yeah. which is which is the which is a first. Dynamic camera, uh in, so you know, when you got the shooty bits, it goes over the shoulder for the blasters yeah. and stuff. Um and, and, and obviously the last two the two most recent mainline movies being included obviously all all new graphics and stuff which as you point out in your review um really quite nice they've got the sort of lego texture you know that kind of real mm. plasticky surface to everything Pretty it's cool. great yeah it looks like you could reach in and touch it yeah and, i, mean, I could uh, just turn around and look at my shelf and it's right there <laughs> so i can literally it. touch it if i want to, but yeah yeah this is because this is what's funny right is um so me and rich were uh, texting back and forth um, in the week about Lego Star Wars and uh, this is like a kind of a perfect Rich Walker game because well you love Star Wars and you love Lego yeah I love Lego <laughs> Star Wars yeah and you love and therefore you love Lego Star Wars and not <clears> just <throat> that though but you're like also a fan of um, I like to call them chewy games games that are chewy <laughs> is that a pun? Games. Oh, that's good. I tell you what, that's an unintentional yeah. pun, um, but it works doubly in this case. You know, games that keep you coming back. Games where you have the uh, you know optional uh, collectibles that sort of, yeah. you know, f- filling in regions and things. You're a real kind of um, when it comes to your Assassin's Creed, you're you're a, you're not always a dedicated one hundred percenter, but you like no. to get stuck in sort of post game yeah. and, and kind of you know see what you can well, see. I, I can't see myself collecting every one of the one thousand one hundred sixty six <laughs> Kyber bricks in this though. It's a bit excessive. <laughs> it, I mean, that is the the thing with the, the thing with the Lego Star Wars. Well, Lego anything. Um, yeah. it, it is too much for me. It's like I'm never gonna do that. Yeah. But I guess it's great, especially if you've got kids. Um, yeah. it's going to be like if because this is like the perfect because also the challenge is very very low and there are some like, bits though if you're going for the collectibles where you'd have to snatch the controller away come here I'll do <laughs> give this. me that what are you doing that. yeah no yeah that's how you do it yeah for sure yeah. but for sure. Uh, mostly yeah mostly uh, I I don't bear the game any ill will I say that much. <laughs> 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 and I like Star Wars. Um, I find like Star Wars is 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 a, is a ruddy fun time when it wants to be. Um, but I have to say that I find I find the Lego Star Wars thing very very dull indeed. Um, I don't uh, the, the just the sort of minute to minute stuff for me. And when I once I've played about twenty minutes of I've played what have I played? I played so episode one. Episode uh, four, episode seven, episode. Well, two. you're bouncing about then. You're sorry. You're bouncing about as well, then. 
Yeah, I've sort of hopped because it lets you play the first one from 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 each of the trilogies, and you sort of play through them. Or you can't do which I would have liked to have hopped straight into uh, Revenge of the Sith, but I'm sort of working. Well, I played in Hatchet Order. I don't know if you ever heard that. Hatchet Order? No, what's that about? Yeah, so what? what, The Hatchet Order. I thought I'd try it for this game. I've never watched (laughs) the films this way, (laughs) but it's for if you're a Star Wars newbie and you Mm. don't know the central twist. It's a way of preserving that. So. If I had kids and I wanted to share Star Wars with them, this right. is how you'd introduce it. Right. You, you watch um, f- episode four and five, first <laughs> right. of all, okay. and then when the twist is revealed, it's unexpected. Uh-huh. Right. And then you go back to episodes one, two, three, learn more about that, then uh, you right. come back for six... Ah, yeah. right, yeah, okay. Uh, but why wouldn't you just... Oh, because then you say six has more of a, an emotional payoff. Exactly. Now you've... Uh, well, I yeah. see what you're doing. And if you're watching yeah. George Lucas's stupid um, <laughs> special edition that he went back in and fucked Force with Ghost. again... Force Ghost. Force, Force Ghost is like <laughs> Hayden Christensen for some reason. Because Luke would be like, who the fuck's that? Who is that? Oh. Yeah. yeah. I quite like the guy with the eyebrows. Yeah, me too. He was brilliant. Was, Leave him alone. Funny. And him the brief in. appearance when he's like a Jedi that you get. The original Force Ghost. Luke know. didn't meet Hayden Christensen. He'd look at that guy, Force Ghost and he wouldn't recognise him. It's stupid. Yeah. Like, wait, who's that? What? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh. Who's that freak over there? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, I so I've 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 hopped the boot and I find them uh, very boring. I find them fun for sort of t- uh, 10 20 minutes tops. Um <laughs> you know, Jesus, is that it. Watching Jar Jar Binks run about, that's quite funny. Um Yeah, yeah I just find, you know, I'm running along and I'm um thumping some stuff and uh every now and again I'm, you know, building I'm holding a button and they they'll build something. Um, and there's some very, very light shooty bits where you don't have... There's no challenge to any of it. This is all not that much of a criticism, by the way. You, I mean, were, you it, were it pining is for, for Norco, weren't you? You were, sorry. You're like, why can't I be playing Norco instead? <laughs> <laughs> instead of this rubbish. Yeah, that one at Trebekka, don't you know? <laughs> exactly, so, Trebekka Award. So What's this one? one? Nothing. Games. No Sundance Games Award or anything. <laughs> I just made that up. But I don't know if that's a thing. Rich is uh, referencing <clears throat> uh, the uh, point-and-click adventure game Norco, uh, which I've been, uh, which I've played. I've finished, and it's uh, yeah. it's it's really good. It's really interesting. But I'll get to that in a moment. Just reminds um, me of Orco from He Man. Do you remember the stupid? <laughs> yeah, I, I like to call you thing. Nasty Norco. Thanks. I, think that's, I yeah. think that's that's a good nickname. Mm-mm. Sort of. Um, actually, he was the villain in Spyro the Dragon. It, well, it was Nasty Nork. Right. But right. yeah, I've added the O. Um, so yeah, I don't. I don't. It's it's all good stuff with Lego Star Wars, but it doesn't interest me more than about twenty minutes. I just go, yeah, that's what it is, and and actually, that's what it will be for a further Christ knows how many hours. Um, it, yeah, I have to say, the perspective shift, the third person thing. It is sort of novel for a bit. You're like, oh, yeah, this is different. I'll be yeah. trying to do something different. And then you sort of do the same stuff you've done in every other like, game. You're like, yeah, okay. It's yeah. not really different, is it? It's but nice. I, 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 I like, do enjoy that stuff. It's a little... There's enough here so that it's not 
cynical. It's like, okay, you do get The Last Jedi and you do get uh, Rise of Skywalker. That's two whole Lego things that weren't there. And it's got all the voice acting, albeit not with the you know all the returning cast but it's got a, you know it's all voiced and there's the mm-hmm. camera like there's enough there where you go yeah all right they're not just trying to take our money and and the graphics are like legitimately like well if you go back and look at the old lego star wars games they have aged a lot which is funny considering they're about little plastic toys you'd think they'd age yeah. quite, quite <laughs> well i mean the, the toys have come a long way themselves indeed since, um, since then yeah um but yeah i just um i just after i can't play them for more than sort of like 20 20 minutes and then i go yeah that's that's enough of that though um (laughs) i find them very yeah very very dull but also like people who can't experience joy is that it (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) i experienced the joy as i say for i experienced the joy for about five minutes and then the next five minutes is sort of like a a lesser version of joy and more of a nicely pleased like Oh, there's oh, and here comes uh, Qui Gon Jinn. Oh, look at his little plastic hair. Oh, that's quite good. And then it's a further ten minutes of like, okay, I'm I'm breaking things and I'm hoovering up the innards and and what's yeah, next? Stops. And then the next five minutes is like, oh, actually, there's there there is nothing that's next. It will be this forever until the game ends. Although the pod race was quite cool. Yeah, yeah, the pod race was good. Although I did lose it cool. the first time and I got annoyed. <laughs> Because it's right on the finish line, so Bulba zipped past me. I was like, oh, fuck off. Brilliant. Classic to Bulba. Mm, bastard. <laughs> yeah, I zoomed But then past. it had me second-guessing, like, hold on. Did Sebulba win in the film? I was like, I don't remember that happening. Did he win in the film? Uh, well, because no. it felt so sort of cheap, the way I got sort of yeah. done at the line. And then it gave me some fail thing. Gives you a little cutscene, by the way, uh, making you think, you know, this yeah. is... This is this is the right thing that's you're like happened. oh this must be the right way and then, and then it's, it's like, like no, retry you it. and you're like you oh it. right thanks i gotta do oh, it all that's, again that's, brilliant i didn't know that because i i'm i'm obviously brilliant at pod racing um well i was too I just, and so i, I won done. first time and didn't get any of that well stuff, i got know. done i got done i zoomed past gascano like nobody's business oh well everyone does that everyone. <laughs> beating gascano's no accomplishment shout out to get shout out to gascano by the way one of the uh stalwarts with his, with the, his long uh, neck right <laughs> yeah he's he's um he helped uh Oh, I can't get into that right now. It's pointless backstory from Star Wars Episode One Pod Race of the game, but it's brilliant. Gascano, uh, all round. <laughs> if you haven't guy. dug that one out, get that. Get and, that. Uh, learn all about Gascano and how he helps. Yeah, learn about out. Gascano and his pit crew and his involvement with Bozzy Baranta because it's classic oh, yeah. stuff. Bo- oh, Bozzy, yeah, yeah, classic. little Bozzy. Um, yeah, so that's Lego Star Wars, isn't it? It, it? it is what it is. You know what it is. Um, perfect for, for 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 kids and stuff, and also like for adults. So if you if the like if the charm is just blinding and it will completely carry you through, then then Godspeed to you. Um, yeah, I like Star. Wars. Like, it's not that the charm isn't there. As I say, it just wears off ruddy quick for me. The cynic, um, just a cold-hearted cynic. The cold-hearted, which brings us nicely to Norco, nasty nice yeah. Norco. The uh, Trebekah Games Award winning point and click adventure from the indie developer Geography of Robots. Sure. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's really, really good. It's um, I was a bit, I was a bit cynical, a bit skeptical uh, about about Norco because it was sort of got that, you know, oh, it's the first game to win the D- Trebekah film. I remember seeing it during one of the summer, I think it was Summer Game Fest last year, the Jeff Keighley thing, and. 
Mm. They were kind of showing it off there, and it and it looked really interesting. It's like a you see these kind of pixel art landscapes of a kind of futuristic Louisiana. Um, the the game is named for a real life place called Norco, Louisiana, which it was actually it's a really interesting little thing. Like the real town was named after New Orleans refinery company Norco, um, which was established by Shell Oil in 1911. So it's like a, a real place. Mm. And um, the developer uh, or the sort of the, the game's creator on this particular project is a guy by the pseudonym of Yutz, um, yeah. who who. It's kind of like a kind of an autobiographical thing, and in, in effect, he grew, grew up there next to this kind of amazing array of like uh, cat crackers and uh, gas works. He's huge. I mean, it's funny because in the in the game, you see all these kind of pixel art vistas, and and they do a sort of Blade Runner thing. You know, you remember in the opening of Blade Runner where it's like. Um, you get those towers that sort of belch the fire up into the air and all that I stuff. I know it well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they kind of play on that. Like, it, there's there's a lot of that in there. And that just is the landscape of the real place. I mean, you know, those towers are there and it does exist. But it's also kind of <clears throat> combined with a really nice little sci-fi edge. Like, it copies that shot in Blade Runner where you see those mm. towers reflected. But has it got that sky. lovely little flourish from Vangelis? Uh, well, because if don't, not, forget it. They, <laughs> I'm not interested. They've got a very similar uh, score that was composed by Gugorly I or Gugorly One, who was another one of the another one of the devs, I think, in Geography of Robots. And it's a very nice synthy score. Um, but it's but the crux of the game is a mystery, and and in that in that sense, it's actually like really sort of quite compelling it pulls you through so you play as Kay who returns to her hometown Norco after the death of mm. her mother and it turns out her mother was investigating uh, the nearby company Shield which uh, you know Shield Shell you know it's yeah. supposed to be a kind of you know yeah I got that um, good good stuff keep up and, uh, <laughs> and, and she's sort of oh they're dumping stuff in the rivers possibly and uh, and but she she dies of cancer and right. then Kay comes home so it's quite a dark sort of thing and so there's an investigation Kay sort of searching for her for her brother Blake who isn't at home and nobody's seen him in a few days so she's wondering what on earth's going on there and her investigation pulls her into into the sort of embroils her in into the into the doings of shield um <clears throat> and so it's just sort of collecting clues old school sort of point and click puzzles remind me a bit of broken sword a little bit of lucas arts adventure games and and just and really beautiful sort of pixel art vistas it is really, really stunning, and there's a lot of stuff to chew over in the game. It's, it's a, it can be quite wordy, but it's mm. not as wordy as something like Kentucky Route Zero, which actually really turned me off after a, after a while. I remember when me and yeah. you were talking about Kentucky Route Zero. It was like lots of really lovely stuff in here, but an awful lot of quite quite sort of heavy prose to go over yeah yeah some of it felt quite labored quite um, it did a bit it did a bit and with this one it's like it's quite light there's a really compelling central mystery and the mechanics of its puzzles are just really pleasing and satisfying there's no crazy lateral logic you know like there like there was back in the day you know it's it's just quite grounded Mm -hmm. makes sense and you and you sort of basically pulled through it right to the end very very surreal and 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 you can see exactly why it would why it would appeal to people uh, outside the traditional fold why it might have nabbed an award at Tribeca it is about something it's about ecological collapse but it also tells a, a personal uh, you know and a compelling story 
and it doesn't forget to just be a delicious little video game in its own right, mm. and I think that's worth celebrating. I, 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 this, I, I um, thought it, I thought it was really, really interesting. Sounds like a PC jobber to me, right? It's not a console. It is. It's release, on PC. It? Uh, it's on PC now. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it made its way to console, as did well, Kentucky, Kentucky Route, Route Zero. Zero. Yeah, exactly. Although it it, did, that so. one took ten years, but we'll see. <laughs> well, that's because they were so slow releasing the episode. Yeah, that's they true. To it was, whole it thing. Was, yeah, it was episodic. Mm. This is this is just the one thing, so it's not mm. gonna it's not All gonna right. take too long. Anyway, <clears throat> are you ready? Uh, for the news. You are back once again as the Doomslayer. Yeah. He's got redesigned armour. Yeah. It's still green. So you've got your arm blade. Get stabby. You've got like your rocket launcher. I like it. Um, you've got a flamethrower cannon thing. <laughs> you've got your super shotguns meat hook. Yeah. You've got your blood punch. It's just like a big swing punch. Then you've got the... Spout armor, spout health, spout armor, spout ammo. Is it hell? Killing demons. Is it heaven? Damage. Demons. Horrible demons. Doom. 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 Item number one in the news: E3 2022 officially cancelled entirely. It was going to be a digital thing because of COVID mm-hmm, anyway. Mm-hmm. But the ESA have said, we previously announced that E3 would not be held in person due to the ongoing health risks surrounding COVID-19. Today, we announced that there will also be no digital showcase uh, for E3 in 2022. Instead, we will devote all our energy and resources to delivering a revitalised physical and digital E3 experience <clears throat> next summer. See, I was like, oh, might get a rest this year. And then uh, Jeff Keighley pipes up, doesn't he? Yeah, Keighley. Summer quick Games to point Fest. Up that, uh, fuck yeah, sake. Summer- <laughs> Thanks, <Summer> Keighley. <laughs> Thought I might have a summer this year. <laughs> yeah, that'll go ahead in June. So look forward to Keighley Fest. Yeah, June. brilliant. Can't uh, wait. Don't know about, you know, don't know what sort of <clears throat> exciting uh, developments we've got to look forward to. Probably some sort of Kojima related. Um, Do you think? Um, madness. Yeah, they're best buddies, aren't they? They are best buddies, but mm. maybe Kojima will um, will be beamed in live, and he'll just talk about Wordle. That'd be quite good. What he's taken over Wordle? He's taken over Wordle from the New York Times, and he's going to mm. make it a social strand. Well, it kind of is a social strand game. Yeah, in the sense that people tweet it and and talk about today's Wordle loads, don't they? So it sort of is sure. yeah, social yeah. strand. In a I way, guess. Kojima just just is responsible for Wordle because it's a social strand game. Mm. Mm, he's out of the curve, isn't he? Uh, item number two, <laughs> Hyperlight yep. Breaker announced. PC a, only, next. follow-up to Hyperlight. <laughs> PC only, don't care. <laughs> <laughs> next. Oh dear. Anyway, right. No, I got it right. Hyperlight no, Breaker. Hyperlight Drifter was great. Um but yeah. this is this is kind of a weird one for me, and I'll tell you why. I mean <clears throat> alright, so it was revealed by a Tumblr blog post by the developer, which is Heart mm-hmm. Machine, headed up by Alex Preston. Um the new game's not gonna be a hot shit happens on Tumblr, right? You, you what, sorry? Because all the hot shit happens on Tumblr. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's where, where that's at. where I think yeah, that's when yeah, 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 um yeah. Norco began actually as like pixel mm. artists on Tumblr. So, listen, Tumblr's where it's all happening. I'm you obviously get, out of touch. Get yourself, get yourself I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so they said 
Not a direct sequel, set in the same universe, standalone story, but it will share the aesthetics, the threads, the lore, and other recognisable elements. But it's a new Sounds game like driven a sequel by new to designs. Me. Uh, you, Sounds like a sequel to me. It's got Hyperlight in it. Well, the thing that's weird about it is that they already did Solar Ash, which was, which was really good, by the way. Um, right. And that's, that's got the same aesthetic, right? That's, that's the same yeah. art style. Well, everything that's true of that sentence there, share aesthetics, threads, lore, and other mm. recognisable elements, but be in its own... Uh, well, actually, yeah, whatever world Solar Ash is in is kind of a mystery. It could technically be in the same world as Hyperlight, but it wasn't wasn't confirmed. That was right. kind of true of that game, which was also in 3D, because the whole thing about Hyperlight Breaker is it's in 3D, and Hyperlight Drifter was in 2D. But it's funny, just because... Right. When they did Solar Ash, it already felt like, you know, this this kind of is a spiritual successor to it. In the same way that, like, Shadow of the Colossus was a spiritual... Su- it's like, it wasn't a sequel okay, to yeah. Ico, but it was no. in... You know, it was in a world that looked really similar, and it shared... The, the architecture looked kind of reminiscent, didn't it? Yeah. It was sort of a bit... Yeah. You know, riffing on it a little bit. And that's kind of what I thought of Solar Ash. So when I saw this Hyperlight Breaker, I thought, oh, wow, they're actually... I thought their sequel to Hyperlight Drifter kind of was Solar Ash, but they are actually doing one. So there you go. Um, <clears throat> the big thing is uh, co-op. Um, mm-hmm. You can you can play uh, online uh, with friends, um, or you can play alone. Um, and it says your mission is to overthrow the Abyss King. Uh, so. Mm. <laughs> Sounds interesting. Sounds interesting. I'm I'm up for it because I really liked Hyper Light Drifter. I really liked Solar Ash. I thought it was one of the better games of last year. I've Very played neither game. of those. Maybe I should check them out. Um, check them out. Yeah. And then then I cannot play Hyper Light Breaker because I don't own <laughs> a PC. Well, you can you can hype yourself up for Hyper Light uh, Breaker, and yeah. then one at some point it will come to console, and you'll be loving it. Be better. Uh, Return to Monkey Island. Yeah, this came out of left field, didn't it? Announced from the original creators, Ron Gilbert and Dave Grossman. Yeah. Mm. Do you have fondness for Monkey Island, Rich? I do, yeah. I remember having it um, on... I can't remember what it was. We had a home computer um, Mm. that ran Monkey Island, and I remember... (laughs) playing it then very vague kind of memories of it but more recently i played the the kind of console ports yes um and yeah. loved them yeah i do like those games a lot oh, yeah i i, I bloody I, I love i love monkey island i love that mm-hmm. time i love i was i was reminded of that a little bit when i was playing norco as well like there are a few things in it without giving too much away that i thought oh man it kind of pays homage to that golden age love those adventure games man um mm-hmm Yes, this is uh, Return to Monkey Island. <clears throat> kind of, kind of an odd one because it's um, so it's Devolver Digital publishing it, yeah, and it's Lucasfilm Games that are that are uh, that are making it, and it's so it's a new entry. Um, yeah. The announcement. So it's a direct follow-up to The Secret of Monkey Island and Monkey Island Two: Lashuk's Revenge. Lashuk's Revenge. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it sweeps to the side all of the other Monkey Islands, so it's right. it's only a sequel to those two. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know much about the other Monkey Island games. I must say. Well, some of them, um, well, some of them can be can be pretty polarizing. But 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 generally, like Escape from Monkey Island was was seen as as like really really good. 
Um, mm. I had one for the PS2. I can't remember the name of it, but I I I played. I think I've played the, the original Secret of Monkey Island. I think there was there was a there was like a remake, wasn't there, where you could switch between the old and new graphics. Yeah, those are the that. console ports I played. Yeah, yeah, those were um, good. So it's going to ignore the subsequent games in the series. Um, it kind of reminds me of. Did you see that that new version of the of Halloween, David Gordon Green? No, because that and it's was follow up Halloween Kills. Yeah, because they did that. They were like, yeah, this is a sequel to Halloween and Halloween 2. But it swept all the others away. So it's kind of a similar thing. Um, So so I guess you could call it like a partial reboot, but also a sequel to... I don't know, it's a bit of a weird one. Anyway, um, (laughs) but yes, it's... uh, it doesn't have Tim Schafer. That's like that's a big thing that 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 you know. Um, yeah. Because he's obviously at Double Fine, um, mm-hmm. and but it but it does but it's Ron Gilbert who created the series and uh, Dave Grossman uh, who's another one of the original games writers. So you know, uh, yeah. reasons to be cheerful. And Dominic Armato, who voices uh, Guybrush Threepwood, is reprising his role. Oh, that's so cool. That's, you know, um, I'm gonna make you jealous. I've uh, uh, interviewed Rod, Ron Gilbert. What's eating Ron Gilbert? What's what's is I it have. Right? Yeah, he's good. Yeah, it's the only interview I've ever done where I forgot to put my phone on airplane mode while I was Ooh. recording using the phone, and someone. St- I think my mum called me, oh, no. and I had to be like, "Oh, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I, I, let me just, you know, turn my, this off and start oh, recording that's again." Terrible. That's terrible. He didn't look impressed. No. I don't think he was particularly impressed. No, but it's still no. a decent interview. Embarrass um, yourself. Yeah. Um, this one is is I'm um, I'm all up for this because it's uh, well it, it's Fire Sprite who's a studio that seemed to be doing everything under the bloody sun. Um, right, I've got beef with this. Uh oh, sort Rich of. Has got, Rich has got beef. Not probably. So go on. Really. D- d- do I'll say bet I know what the beef is, and I'll yeah. bet I'll say Rich is moaning. You'll um, agree with the beef, surely. <laughs> right, Fire Sprite seem to be working. On a triple A narrative driven horror adventure game. I mean, they pretty much are. It's they've got there's a job listing and they're asking for people well, this, to come and work on their was, horror game. Yeah. 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 Uh so a triple A narrative driven horror as per as per the job listing, recruiting mm-hmm. for a narrative director. Um that's and it's apparently using Unreal Engine five and the successful applicant. Uh, whoever it may be, will be responsible for project storytelling and helping to establish the game's universe. Uh, mm-hmm. It sounds like it might mean that the game's a new IP, but we can't say that for sure. Um, yeah. The studio seems very busy since it officially acquired since it was officially acquired by PlayStation in September. Earlier this year, uh, studio revealed it's collaborating with Guerrilla Games on Horizon Call of the Mountain. Sounds like that's a kind of support role. That's a, a VR entry. Um, and also... And bear in mind, these are as yet unconfirmed rumours. The studio could be working uh, on the reboot of Twisted Metal, which was previously being handled <laughs> by the studio that was making well, Destruction All-Stars and then reportedly uh, taken yeah. and given given to Fire I mean, th- this, I imagine is, this is rumour on top of rumour, though. Like, it's, it's, the Twisted Metal is, reboot yeah. <laughs> is rumoured. Lucid Games were rumoured to be working on it. Yeah. And now Fire Sprite are rumoured to have taken over from them on the rumoured game. On the rumoured game to be that we don't... <laughs> the only things that we basically know are 
Fire Sprite was involved with Guerrilla Games on making Horizon Call of the yeah. Mountain, and also Fire Sprite is currently hiring for mm-hmm. a AAA narrative-driven horror adventure game. Yeah. So, yes, please. Um, and my beefs is... And Rich's e- beefs <laughs> are that it's not a new wipeout, given that yes, Fire Sprite is comprised mainly of former Studio Liverpool devs. And whilst I do share uh, that grumble uh, pretty much if you're going to say... If you're going to say Fire Sprite have previous with The Persistence, they've made horror before, yes. No, no. Fair enough. No, I wasn't going to say that, all right? <laughs> I, what I was going to say was, right, get this. Uh, AAA narrative-driven horror adventure. Uh, yes, please, yes, please, yes, please, yes, please. By the way, you've just said yeah. four brilliant things, right? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. And, let's, and let's not not praise that because the number of news things that come along it's oh so and so's doing Uzi what's in I go oh sweet and then they go yeah it's, it's online and it's primarily multiplayer and it's an ongoing service game and I go oh for fuck's sake get, get, so get like, out of it <laughs> this one triple A yes please narrative driven okay fine horror yes adventure mm-hmm. absolutely right yeah then, boxes ticked boxes ticked let's spice the boxes with a little bit of, well, what's going on with Silent Hill? And a little bit of, could Sony be working with Konami? Ooh, who knows? No. Dunno. No, you know, get off it. I think there's enough intrigue here. No, even if do it- you know what? I, I'm sorry. Every time there's any, th- any sort of horror announcement now, everyone's brain hops over to Silent Hill, doesn't it? No, but that's oh, oh, a that, reason. You're that right. Be, oh, we're working on Silent Hill. <laughs> No, <laughs> you're right. It definitely does. It's like a lazy go-to thing of people go horror Silent Hill, and actually, <laughs> like I know I've said to you before, like, I'm I'm happy to let. So I don't think we'll ever get what we think Silent Hill is back again, unless right, you get yeah. the. I, look, be excited for whatever Bokeh Game Studios doing. That's my advice to anyone who wants Silent okay, Hill. Okay then. Uh, okay then, um, but I but I would I would say that this one there was uh, there was rumblings that Konami mm-hmm. were 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 in talks with PlayStation. I mean, look, it's probably going to be a new IP, and I will say that you know of the of the top PlayStation franchises, exclusive franchises that are doing very very well for PlayStation right now in their first party stable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They have a horror gap, and it would be really exciting to get like. I mean, they haven't had. I mean, what 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 would we have to go back as far as until dawn was the last like Sony um, exclusive like first sort of. Well, it wasn't first party because it was. No, it was? but it's it was only massive. on PlayStation. Yeah, um, it was like an exclusive, and this is actually first party. Like Sony don't really. I, I guess you could just say The Last of Us would be the would be the obvious thing. Like it is, it I mean, is yeah. horror. It's just it doesn't occupy the same. The Last of Us isn't quite about scaring you, is it? It's about, you might have said Days Gone as well, maybe. You but might have said Days Gone-ish. Mm, that's more These of an both, action game, right? Yeah, it's more of an action game. And also Last of Us, I'd argue more people look at The Last of Us as a kind of drama than as a horror. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's quite, yeah, it's kind of an exciting thing. Like, they don't, they don't have a, a horror thing in their stable of exclusive games it's really exciting and if this is one where you go oh shit they're actually look it's nice to see any especially a big developer 
doing if they actually do horror and don't do an action horror which every everyone is tempted to do um mm. because horror like stealth is not a wholly popular genre in terms of making no. loads and loads of money so if someone big like sony is willing to put one of their first party studios onto doing something that's a triple a narrative driven horror experience that's something that i go yeah i do hear you on the wipeout one though obviously but we'll have to we'll have to yeah We'll have to wait and see what happens with that. I would um, like a new wipeout. Yeah. Oh yeah. God yeah. Proper. Uh, news in Britain. All right. This one because it was. I think it happened maybe just after last week's pod. But Breath of the Wild sequel delayed until spring 2023. Fine by Rich because he's still got Breath of the Wild on his backlog. Oh, so that's fine. Mate, honestly. <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> uh, You're all right. Get into that. And the the message from AGA Onuma was just like. We need to delay it to make sure it's brilliant. So I just sort of say, yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, fine. Um, and uh, we've got we've got two pieces. The first, uh, these are the, the final two pieces. State of Decay 3 development uh, reportedly stalled due to studio mismanagement and toxic work conditions. Um, sounds like pretty grim business. I don't know if you saw this. This was an, I did. Uh, an extensive report that, ca- that ca- comes from Kotaku. Um which spoke to 12 current and former anonymous employees uh, about working conditions at Undead Labs, which is the the studio that makes State of Decay. Mm -hmm. Um, Many felt positive uh, about certain aspects of the studio, uh, but instances of mismanagement and toxic work conditions seem to have trapped the game in pre-production almost two years after its original announcement. Um, some of that's been attributed to Microsoft's hands-off approach uh, since Xbox acquired the studio in 2018. Uh, former studio head Jeff Strain uh, wrote in a, a sort of preemptive response piece on Medium um, after being interviewed or put, put, interviewed by Kotaku. He sort of wrote a piece in which he said that the, the acquisition, Microsoft's acquisition, was necessary for State of Decay 3 development to go ahead. Um, he said, quote, it was clear in 2018 that Undead Labs was going to focus on the State of Decay IP and the expectations and initial budget for State of Decay 3 were way higher than anything we'd done before. Mm. Uh, but according to some of the developers who spoke to Kotaku, not everyone was on the same page as to what State of Decay 3 should be. Nine of the sources say this was compounded by patterns of discrimination against minority employees. And one source said, quote, women's opinions would be outright rejected, even for extremely basic code or games knowledge. No one would listen to them. Um, even women in director level positions were outright ignored, talked over and blamed for problems. Jesus. Um, Strain would depart the company in 2019 and Philip Holt, formerly of ArenaNet, uh, took over and he said in a statement building an inclusive and supporting supporting environment is central to our vision of our culture uh, how we enable our teams to do their best work and how we build the best games i recognize that some of our employees current and former have shared that their experiences at the lab weren't always positive our past culture doesn't exemplify who we are now nor who we want to become We've seen a lot of change in the last few years and we have an entirely new leadership team, including new HR director and department. And we've hired about 75 employees since the beginning of the pandemic and has transformed the demographic makeup of our team. So mm. a slightly more, perhaps a, a vision of hope to end on, but sounds very, very troubled for State of Decay 3. Yeah, I mean, when, when like uh, you see that there's been no updates whatsoever since it was announced. Yeah. 
Yeah, it should have, should have sort of uh, had an inkling that things weren't quite right. Yeah, for sure. I remember that. A couple of E3s ago now, wasn't it? Um, uh, yeah. I, I remember yeah. that announcement, seeing that initial um, trailer. And it looked interesting. I um, I uh, wasn't a big fan of the first two um state of decays but but obviously to hear this sort of stuff going on in this in the studio is awful Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. hopes hopefully progress is is being made it sounds like if it's not left pre-production then people on that that game's still quite some way off um yeah but hopefully the studio can sort of mend and push forward and you know Mm. rise above those sorts of those sorts of troubles um and last do you want some do you want some breaking news uh yeah go on then it's only a little one. Trek to Yomi, that cool-looking monochrome samurai oh, game. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's out 5th of May. Yeah, it's got a release date just now. Oh, sweet. Trek to Yomi. There you go. Mm, I think that uh, looks quite cool. little side-scrolling samurai little game. little side-scrolling black and white uh, yeah. samurai jobber. Yeah, yeah, I love a bit of that. Uh, this last piece, a sober reminder of, mm-hmm. uh, of the realities of the industry. Fast and Furious Crossroads. Oh, yeah. To be delisted from sale less than two years after release. Yeah, not well received, was it? It was uh, apparently no. bad. Kind of a- Which, for a racing game by Project Cars developer Slightly Mad, based mm. on the Fast and Furious uh, film franchise, yeah. you would think that would yeah. sort of be a win. At least formula. just be sort of passable. Yeah. Yeah. But outright um, terrible, apparently. So Outright terrible. Bandai yeah, Namco well, said it's going to be delisted from sale. All product sales will end on April 29th at 3 o'clock in the morning UK time. Is Those it weird already... that I sort of want to get it? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> now that it's going to be going. wiped from existence. It's sort of like, yeah. I'm sort of curious to see how bad it is. <laughs> Those who already own the game will still be able to re-download it along with all the DLC. And the online modes will remain active too. So it seems it's a light... I think what it is, is a license expiry issue. Oh, right. <laughs> and they're not renewing it. I don't... So like, yeah, I don't bother? think it's to... It's the game's so bad they're not going to host it anymore. I just think they have to keep paying for the film license in order to sell it, and it's probably not worth it, right? Not selling, I'm guessing, yeah. So, Although maybe yeah. this, um, you know, expiry date will sort of drive a sort of <laughs> sales crazy sales surge, yeah. Yeah. It's worth about, pointing out. Oh my out. God, I need to have a poorly rendered Vin Diesel <laughs> in my collection. <laughs> well, it's got you on hook, doesn't it? Oh um, God, yeah. The, apparently, the developer Slightly Mad Studios uh, is now part of EA because EA purchased Codemasters in February. Yeah, so, that, so Codemasters that, purchased Slightly Mad, and then EA bought Codemasters. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So EA might have been the ones that were like, "Yeah, we're not, we're not paying for that license again." But so. the, but it's Bandai Namco's game, so surely EA have no involvement. Oh, actually, yeah. Uh, well, maybe now after they've purchased it, when the renewal is up for the license, it will fall to EA to spend the money. Oh. Yeah, it sounds like it could be a complicated. Uh, but I don't know. I, thing, yeah, but either way, we don't nab know. it now. If you need a fix of Vin Diesel, and you fear that you won't be able to get another one. <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, if you fancy a, a rubbish racing action game, yeah, um, yeah, I don't know that it's rubbish. By the way, I'm going on reviews, so I might yeah, investigate. It, it might be your sleeper hit of the year. Who knows? Maybe, maybe I'll so. try and uh, in a subsequent episode try and report back and okay. let you know. <laughs> what it's like if, if, just Look, in case no just one con- knows concentrate on getting some Sega Saturn games is what well, I'll sort to of you. play the bad games so you don't have to and I can make it a, a brilliant <laughs> little section on here okay alright if you want to do that go for well, it let, let's see I'll see how much it is first see it's like 50 it quid if it's I'm like, mad well, money don't it's not worth that. it no <laughs> 
All right, it's about that time uh, for the quiz, so buckle up. So what we'll do is chat about something inane. We're supposed to have one little tiny inane chat. Chat. You know, I could just chat. We'll have a lovely chat. We'd be chatting. Banter. Video games. Chatting. I'll tell you what. Bloody chat. Is it good? Uh, yeah. That's a fact. Brilliant. It's that time of the week, that time of the quiz. It's time for... That time of the quiz? <laughs> Jesus. That time of the podcast. It's Your brain the, it, is addled, it's isn't it? The, it's the quiz. I'm addled. I've got a can of Coke next to me, and I've taken a few sips, and I'm, I'm off the planet. Um, we are joined, uh, not as ever, as we occasionally are, by producer Dan. Hello, producer Dan. A bonjour. And yeah, how sorry, are you? Everyone. Sorry. I'm wonderful, thank you. Uh, sorry about Rich. <laughs> Rich is, <laughs> Rich is coming out, slagging people off. He's throwing his weight around in the quiz because Matt from upstairs, uh, unavailable this week, uh, yes. will return next week. Um, and, and so I should say the official tally, this week will have to go down as it's a kind hold. of... It's kind of a, an international friendly this week uh, between <laughs> producer Dan. Well, Dan, which country are you? Uh, I'm... Um, Let's go with Peru. Right. Okay, I like it. I'll be um, Mexico. Venezuela. Oh, okay. yeah, there you go. yeah, Venezuela. Yeah, why not? Excellent. Right, good. I stand a yeah. chance then. Yeah. Right, <laughs> I. You guys know the rules. It's it's classic. Dan knows the rules. He's editing it each and every week. Uh, <laughs> you mm-hmm. have to guess the business, the organisation, the setup, the structure, the foundation, the institution, the group, the hierarchy, or the team uh, from a video game of my choosing. After I put to you. These clues, six. Clue number one. I am based in a number of cities across America with members in a variety of jobs. Clue number two. Career progression is good if you don't mind the occasional bit of professional racing. (laughs) Clue number three. Uh, when my members are driving normally, however, they must obey the speed limit. Uh, hold on. Clue number Hold four. on. I have appeared in many games, but only one Specific. was named after me. What? Yeah, well, that's no blo- idea. That, that's, well, that's blown up the theory I had. I was like, <laughs> I thought it was on something, and then he said that, and I'm like, well, it's not that then. <laughs> Clue number four. We recruit our members from a variety of places. Uh, war veterans, taxi mm-hmm. drivers. Some people are even born into it. Oh, God. wait. No. Ugh. No, Stop. carry on. I don't, I've, I've... Next Stop. clue. Oh, Stop. Uh, producer Dan. Is it the Midnight Club? (laughs) Incorrect. I'm going to do that on a future quiz because that's a great one. Midnight, the Midnight Club. What game? Yeah, no. I wish it were. No. Clue number six. My series has three mainline games. Most recent game was in 2020. 2020, eh? (sighs) Oh, mate. Stop. Producer Dan. Is it Saints Row? Incorrect. Because hmm. there was a, re- a remake, wasn't there? Was I think there Saints Row the Third was re- remade, maybe. Yeah. Was that? Yeah. I can't remember what year that was. 
And they race cars and stuff, so that's where I was going. They do. They do. Right, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll read the clues again, add in a little bit of spice, and we'll see yep. where we go. So clue number one. Based in a number of cities, a number of fictional cities across America, mm-hmm. with members in a variety of criminal jobs. Stop. Oh, Rich Walker. Is it for the the Need for Speedsters from the Need for Speed <laughs> games? The Needy Speedsters. The Need for Speedsters. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> no? oh. I wish they were called that. That would make that series. Uh, no, incorrect. <laughs> Damn. Uh, yes. So, based in a number of fictional cities across America, with uh, members in a variety of criminal jobs. Clue number two. Uh, career progression is good if you don't mind the occasional bit of professional racing, infuriatingly difficult professional racing. Occasional bit as well, and infuriatingly difficult. Oh. Clue number three. When my members are driving normally, <sighs> however, uh, they must obey the speed limit. Hmm. <clears throat> Clue number four. Yeah, this is like, I'm all over the place on this. I'm like, it's GT. No, it's not GT. Yeah. It's like seven versions. It's... But clearly we're going down the racing thing. Well, I, I, for some reason, I thought driver, and then he said last game's Mate, 2020. I'm like, no, it's definitely not driver. I was just thinking driver as well. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, definitely not 2020. Yeah. Clue but there, could, but, but there could have been like a, a mobile game, right? Maybe, We recruit yeah, some, from a variety yeah. of places, war veterans, taxi drivers, and some people are just born into it. It's the born into it, isn't it? That's Dog. Rich Walker. Is it Dead Sec from Watch Dogs? Incorrect. Mm. Clue number five. What? I have appeared in many games, but only one series was named after me. And that's the one I'm looking for. And the last one, my series comprises three mainline games. The most recent game... A remake was in 2020. Oh, that does spice it up. What was remade in 2020? This game. <laughs> what wasn't remade in 2020? 2020's um, just a blur for me because of COVID yeah. and stuff. I'm like, what actually <laughs> yeah. happened in 2020? Exactly. And, you know, something that I thought launched in 2020 probably came out in 2019 or 2021. I just, I, I just mm. don't know. Um... Infuriatingly difficult racing. That could be any number of games. Oh, are they? Is are it? They, uh, is it oh. Stop. Uh, Producer Dan. I don't know the name of the organisation, so I'm just going to throw some um, some some game names. Mm. Mm. Is it the Wipeout Racing League? <laughs> Incorrect. Was Wipeout? Did Wipeout get a remake? In, oh, mm, it got that stupid card game. But that wasn't a remake. Didn't get a remake. I swear it got a remake. Yeah, like, it did the Omega collection, but that was like yeah. 2017 or 16. Was it really? It? Wow, I Jesus. think so. <laughs> it's 2017, yeah. yeah. So it's I'm going to uh, gonna have to give this one away, chaps. No, you're not. No, you're not. I have to give this one no, away. You're not. I'm no, afraid. You're not. I will kill you. I will. <laughs> I'm not I'm not having that. We can't, I feel like know. I know this. I the should know game this. with a remake, right? Clearly. Stop. Rich Is Walker. It, is it the Star Wars Pod Boys from Episode One Pod Racer? <laughs> incorrect, incorrect. <sighs> is it a GTA thing? I feel like it's a GTA thing as well. You know, the, the taxi drivers kind of thing. Yeah. 
Is it Taxi mm. Driver? <laughs> the game. The game. Yeah. yeah. The official crazy Taxi. Um, taxi. Uh, that's all I've got. Taxi, the TV series. Um, you have to give yeah. this one away. I'm stumped. I can't think of what was remade in 2020. That The answer I am looking for this week is The Mafia from Mafia. Oh, oh my God. I'm based yeah. in a number of cities across America, fictional cities across America, with members in a variety of criminal jobs. Career oh. progression is good if you don't mind the occasional bit of incredibly difficult professional racing. Yeah, but do you know what, though, Josh? They made it easier for the remake, so... <clears throat> they did. You, you, Famously. You threw me there. Yeah, they made it. They made it. They may they curb the difficulty a bit. Uh, yeah. When my mem- members are driving normally, however, they must obey the speed limit, which is a classic yeah, little mafia foible. That was yeah. the tip-off. It was, and four, I, I went we, to GTA then, and I was mm, like... Because mm, oh, that was the thing tips. it did that GTA didn't do. Yeah. It kind of did the whole... Clue number four, we recruit from a variety of places, taxi drivers, war veterans, and some people have been yeah. to it. It's a reference Bloody, to, yeah. you know, What's Lincoln Clay, Vito Scaletta, both war veterans. And uh, Tommy Angelo, the taxi driver. And yes, uh, three mainline games. The most recent was a remake in 2020. It was Mafia, the definitive edition. (laughs) It's so obvious now. It is. It really is. And this (laughs) is what I was saying before we went uh, hot on the mic. I was like, last week, got it straight away on the first clue. (laughs) And then this one, I'm like, it's so obvious. When the the third clue as well about the speed limit, it's like, all you need to do is think... What game does speed limits? Oh, yeah, it's, it's like it's, one. I, a friend of mine last week was just like out, like so annoyed that uh, neither Rich nor Matt uh, got could, like when we even had someone tweeting just like how did they not do? How do, yeah. how do you think we feel? Eh? But that's how do you the think thing we when feel the, when we when the mics it. are hot, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the pressure. It's the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the pressure. And I think last week Rich even said something along the lines of. Oh, what game has a mechanic know, where you change clothes? And that was just yeah, amazing right. to me. I was sitting there like, ha But yes, anyway. Uh, well done to anyone who comes forward to claim that victory, of course. Um, all of us are all going to do it. Yeah, unofficial yeah, winner of last week, of course, goes out to uh, to Leon, who came forward on Twitter. Apparently got it on the first clue, as Lies. did producer Dan, he says. So, you know. Mate, it's, mm. it's one of my franchises. So. I did think when you were listening to last week's one, you'd be screaming into the microphone. And- Oh, I was. Uh, you know. I nearly just <laughs> cut out that bit in the edit and then just put my voice in. I feel like when I'm trying Excellent. to guess the answers to the quiz, my brain sort of turns into a kaleidoscope <laughs> and I can't pick anything out from it. It's just it's a mess see, in there. Exactly. It's when you see quiz shows, it's when you're screaming at them. It's like, it's yeah. obvious it's this, but yeah. it's that moment of pressure. It's the real it, pressure. It, exactly. It is. Right. Thank you very much to uh, producer Dan. Uh, it's about that time that we hear... From the listeners. Oh, 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 God. Hot dog. Oh, man. Dog, D, dog, 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 and dog, and dog, 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 Questions, theories, comments, queries, you send them in, and we will talk about them if yeah. they're good. If they're good, they've yeah, got they're rubbish, to be good. Right. If they're rubbish, we'll disregard we'll them burn and we'll them. laugh We'll print them privately. off and burn them. Yeah, we will. We'll actually burn them and laugh. Uh, this yeah. one from Richard Anderson. Dicky, Dicky Docky, Dicky Docky Dido. Uh, he says, Richmond Joshages, which I think is quite good. 
Because <laughs> like Richmond, excellent. Rich, yeah, it's, like it's good, it. isn't it? Although I would have preferred Richmond meat-free joshages. Yeah, but that's a bit of a you mouthful, know. isn't it? Well, you know, they are good. I must say. Yeah. Big um, shout out to the Richmond meat-free sausage. He says, uh, uh, "This is back back to Dindo." He says, "Bloody loving the dual shot busters." Um, so mm-hmm. I thought I'd give it a go. Right? He's yeah. Got, got, oh, got great. A couple, a couple for you here, right? Um, <clears throat> male offspring, disgusting. Neil Buchanan's clay mate runs slowly. <laughs> um, yeah, go on. And the uh, the uh, the letters are. S T H. Um, S T H. Male son, son ick, the hedge hedge hog. He got it. Son ick, son ick, the head ick, jog, the head jog. Yeah, the head jog. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, that's great. It's good. Uh, And then he says, "Art attack! What a show! Try it yourself." Yeah, he, brilliant. He, Remember he, the big art off. attacks? They were good, yeah. weren't they? <laughs> he signs off with, see ya, Rich Anderson, sent from my iPhone. Fair play Also, to art attack, I used to like it when he'd do something with toilet paper, but he wouldn't say that. He'd whisper and say, Lural. <laughs> you know, because it's naughty, because you <laughs> wipe your ass creepy, with it. That. It's toilet paper. Bit nasty. Well, bit it's, nasty. It's, it's funny, isn't it, toilet paper, because you wipe your bum with it. <laughs> Poo. Poo and stuff. Yeah, it's cl- it's classic stuff. It is classic mm. stuff. Uh, this one from Owen Pyle, classic. Pyle, Pyle. Uh, he says, <laughs> he says <laughs> that was on the other night. That one was um, it. It's a good one. He says, uh, "Hello, Richard Josh. Been loving the podcast as usual. Thanks. Uh, got last week's boss fight on the first clue. Despite oh, didn't have- everyone? Everyone bloody got <laughs> on the first clue. Yeah, yeah. Rub despite it in. Uh, Despite having never played Hitman uh, and never usually getting the quiz answer. He says, it's funny how your mind can go straight to the answer sometimes. All of this is salt in the wound. (laughs) Then he says, uh, back in the UK and already reacquainting myself with the snacks and eBay games here. Happy to be home. And then, Mm. because he was Owen in Shanghai. Now it's Owen in Kent. Oh, right. Wow. From Shanghai to Kent. Shanghai. Yeah. Fair fair enough. Oh, and then there's a follow up one. Mm. Where he says, please scrap that first email. That was rubbish. Um, here's a better one. Right. He's <laughs> just written another one. Dear Josh and Rich, how far did you get in Elden Ring? Uh, it's my first From Software game, and I'm just starting out and sort of hate it since I've made zero progress in the first three hours, but I know it'll get good when I get good, as it were. And then he says, yeah. Owen, back in the UK. So. See, I've still only played three hours. I, I had one <laughs> three hour stint. And I sort of got scared that yeah. I was going to lose all my um, uh, runes, my oh, runes. Yeah. Ru- ru- runes. Um, yeah. uh, so I was like, well, I've got loads of runes. I'm yeah. outside Margit the fuckface's area. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll leave it for a bit. I'll come back to it. I'll come back to that. Yeah. Um, and I recommended it to my little brother as well, and he's he got it for his birthday. And he's not getting on with it. No. And, and he's phoned no. me and been like, I don't think I like this game. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a funny it's a, it's one. A tough I, one. Yeah, <laughs> I got a lot further than that because I was reviewing it. I think I put forty, yeah. forty-five hours into it, wow. which is actually you know not a lot because a lot of people uh, have put like eighty-seven, eighty-eight hours into it, and I, I didn't 
completely finished the game uh, when I was reviewing it. Um, but got pretty far. I mean, basically uncovered the whole map. And but I, but the point that that I. Um, I, I, the difference is, I guess, I started having fun pretty much immediately because uh, it sort of, I guess, because I'm a kind of from software and a bit of a nerd. So yeah, I don't. You know, it depends what stuff. your definition of fun is. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if it fits into my particular definition of fun. <laughs> I find it quite stressful. Yeah. Well, I also played the closed network test. You see, so I was pretty well prepared. Although, actually, that some of the stuff in the closed network test was quite different um, from the stuff that was in the finished <coughs> game, but. Mm-hmm. It meant that there was a lot of stuff in Limgrave, which is the opening area, and I right. sort of knew the lay of the land. I knew what was waiting for me. I beat Margit the Fell already in the closed network test twice because it because oh, it, it didn't off. save one of the. Well, no, because it got rid of me progress, didn't it? Right. I, I beat him, and then had to, and then the closed network test was running out, and they did like another closed network test. And when I loaded it back up again, it, I had to beat him again. No, sorry, it was the closed network test was available at different times, if you remember. And so, yeah, I went in like a few hours later, had to beat him again. But they changed the parry window for the final release. I'm pretty sure because I I could not parry as well as I could in the CNT. No anyway, idea. yeah, it's an acquired taste. And some people have acquired it over the course of lots of other from software. Well, it seems games. like a I'm lot of them. people have. Because mm. I keep seeing, oh, finished it, done all the achievements, all the trophies. I'm like, yeah. Jesus, what the? F- how have you done that? It's yeah, it's um, people. Well, it, and if you only have to play one thing, because obviously we got to review lots of stuff. Well, yeah, this so, is it. Yeah. Other stuff's got in the way, hasn't it? I can't just sit down and exactly. absorb it in the way exactly. I would perhaps like to. Um, and then last but not least, I give you a couple of dual shock busters from Leon Wright. Oh yeah, the uh, official Brilliant. winner of last week's quiz. Um, he says that 90s Neve Campbell film belongs to me and the, the, um, letter, the letter is M my scream <laughs> my mind scream Minecraft oh yes I saw the brain cogs going there I was thinking what was another 90s Neve that Campbell film that was top stuff the the I used to love but the craft mind the craft mind the craft mind the craft <laughs> the craft yeah. mine <laughs> that, you see again though that one's just all right yeah 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 it can't really be a dual shot buster unless it's shit and it basically doesn't work i like it though i got oh, you like it yeah because they're, they're yeah. just they're, well they're just blockbusters really they're just quite good um rock busters yeah but uh you know dindo did well because son mm. ick the head jog was mental. yeah it's more that, sort of mangled yeah that yeah, sort yeah. of thing yeah. not to put these down these these no, are good God, no. you know i'm glad no, no, that, no, no, no. that you're having fun uh next one uh, that indie game by EA isn't very close, and the letter is F. Uh, indie game by indie game published by EA. Far, far it takes two. Far, no. far, far fee, far fee, far fee, What other indie game? Far, far. Uh, uh, it's far something, isn't it? Uh, you come really close. You're far. like you're, you're almost on it. Well, it's not far cry, is it? Because that's two it, words. You said far fee. It's fee far. Fee far. Oh, fee far. Oh <laughs> dear. Fee far. Yeah. Okay. You got, you got. Yeah. It, yeah, it was fee far. It's all good stuff. And yeah. then the last one. Um, <laughs> 
I asked the fella to tell me uh, what those lads are kicking on the pitch. <laughs> and the letter is S. Sable. Sable. You got, Sable. It. You got it in one. You're on fire. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely Thanks. on fire. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, that'll mm. just about do us uh, this week. So, uh, you know, it's about oh, that time that I uh, say so all the things that I, I say. I was enjoying myself. You were loving it. Yeah, well, that's why yeah. I've got to cut, cut it short while well, you're having just, a good time. You, know. you should have eased me out of the, the, the fun <laughs> and into the end bit. But you just, you, it's like you pulled me out too fast. I like to sort it's of like, whip the rug out. It's in the Matrix. You like Cypher just ripping out the... Just the unplugging plugs. people's fucking heads from the what mainframe. Are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> That's how you kill people, Josh. No. I know. I know, but it is fun, though. It is oh. fun. And that's what that's what they never said about about that is is that it was quite fun unplugging folks' heads. Um, <laughs> you you with Cipher were you rooting for him in that? I bit? think so. Yeah, I like to root. Yeah. I like to root for Cipher. He's all right. You know, you, you liked, would be like that, wouldn't you? He liked like, oh, a bit I want, of steak. I want the juicy digital steak. I want the juicy digi steak. I don't care that it's not real. Yeah, I want to be Although, ignorant. You should be. You should be all about that though, because it's like the ultimate vegan thing, isn't it? What a steak that's not real. Yeah, it's like digital. It's just like dream I mean, steak. It's better than the fake steak we had the other week. Jesus Christ! Well, there you Awful. go. See cipher looking to protect your taste buds. Anyway, um, thanks to Andy B, uh, Adam Cook, and Colin Hearn for the stings, for the stingles, mm-hmm. for the memories. Um, don't go on Snapchat. Don't go on Instagram. Get yourself on Twitter at richiew 82 at Joshy Wise. Makes me laugh when you say that. Like, don't tapes. go on those social networks. Go on this horrible social network instead. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where we are, isn't it? I'm not on Yeah, Instagram. I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know. And we say um, nice stuff. We're, we're not horrible. Yeah, we're all right. Stay away from the horrible yeah. stuff. Don't don't get on our bad side. You'll be fine. Um, <laughs> get on over to videogamer.com for all your gaming needs. Uh, mm-hmm. Email podcast at videogamer.com with your with your with your long rambles, your questions, your theories, your comments, and your queries. Um. And that will just about ruddy do us. It's uh, it's goodbye from me, goodbye, and it's goodbye from Rich Walker. Goodbye. <laughs>